part three of our three-part series, The Final Roll. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Gelby Association, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, the Devil's Lake Shootout Rodeo, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Today we have our third and final installment on our three-part series with our big three, RCAF, NCBA, and USCA. Today, Jess Peterson, Senior Policy Advisor with the United States Cattlemen's Association. Jess, great to have you back on the show with us. What is the current cattle business looking like, our current state of affair, if you will? It's now or never, folks. It's now or never. I am amazed at the amount of patience, amazed and inspired with the patience and perseverance of U.S. cattle producers and cattle feeders. They will work to get that perfect herd, work to get fences in shape, work to get everything on their operation year in, year out. You don't snap your fingers and it doesn't happen overnight. Same goes for a cattle feed yard. You you improve it. Uh, you work on your bunks. You work on every element, how you're getting your distillers, how you're getting your feed laid in, how you're even planting around you, and all those different factors. We have got to take that same patience and perseverance to see these two extremely critical bills. We've got to get them past the finish line. And that's where we're at. I know it seems like a while, a few years back that we got these introduced. We got the updated bill introduced this year, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. And we also have that tied to the Office of Special Counsel. Uh, Those are two bills uh, moving in a bipartisan fashion. They are moving in tandem. And we got them through the Senate Ag Committee, and now it's on to the floor, the full floor uh, vote of the United States Senate. And once it moves there, it moves to the House for passage and signed by the president. So let me – sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you like you always do, Peterson. Why is the Cattle Price and Transparency Act – why is that so important in your opinion? Tell me the breakdown of this because, like I said, my platform right now is your platform. I'm, my minutes are your minutes. One, two, three, go. Absolutely. No, and you're going to, I'm glad when you interrupt, it's always going to be good words of wisdom. I love Beck still saying that. I don't know if our dear Beck's still saying that it's words of wisdom when you interrupt, but Amen. Peterson here, I, I've been hanging out with you enough to go, you know what, when Tigger interrupts you, it's something good, folks. It's something good. We have some of the top quality cattle in the world. We have the best cattle by, by far, bar none, in the world. Our consumer confidence, our consumer buying power remains at a strong high. Our exports remain at a strong high. And yet, year in, year out, cattle producers are struggling. Prices are not where they need to be from a competitive, true price discovery standpoint. Why? And you're seeing the divergence. Look at it all summer. 30 to 40 cents lower down in the south on what these fed cattle, fat cattle were going for. You're seeing the difference in the board and difference in the bids offered when there is a influx of captive supply, corporate cattle dominated, where they get a sweet deal, a kickback from the packer, if you will, to utilize those numbers to put downward negative pressure on the top cattle producing across the country when you look at this Midwest fed out cattle, right? So these northern regional cattle coming from the Midwest, coming from all over the country, good cow-calf operations, going into these incredible feed yards, and then as they're bid on the cash, getting leveraged 
with all of this contract captive supply cattle down in the south. And you're seeing that. You're seeing that who will take the bids versus the active bidders. So what we're saying is there needs to be a minimum, a minimum amount of cash traded cattle. We, we work with the Department of Agriculture. We work on existing uh, cash trade numbers, which are, which are easily attainable. And we bump that up a tick to ensure competitive bidding nationwide in these regions. So these calves that are getting ready to go to market, they get the most competitive bid. And these cash trade feeders, they get a bid. And we don't just have corporates with captive supply puking out cattle, getting that low price. That messes up your cattle contract. So any of you that's got a feeder cattle contract or a live cattle contract, vis-a-vis the futures board, the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, that CME contract, that gets messed up because as cash starts breaking, that changes that piece there. And then also those bids. So go those bids, so goes what they're paying out in the country and what they're paying for the sale bar. We're simply saying you need to set a floor and ensure these packers are actively buying. They can keep these cash supply contracts. They can keep these special deals. But they have got to have a minimum number of cash-traded cattle in addition to having a contract library that we can see what's the what these special deals look like in addition to, and if it's not being done right, we have an office of special counsel that has subpoena power vis-a-vis the Department of Agriculture that can do the investigation. Those three pieces, and folks, you have the your cattle herd has dwindled, so there's going to be, just by default, more demand for your cattle. So what would be the incentive or the goal of your of your folks that are trying to get those cattle? Get them for cheaper. And so they're going to use that cash supply against you in the years ahead if you don't have these two bills. Again, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act and the Office of Special Counsel. Folks, we need you to call your senator right now if you want price discovery, you want competition, you want top dollar for your great calves, whether on the ground on the ranch or in the feed yard, that's where you're going to align yourself. Plain and simple. If you like the same old laissez-faire, big get bigger, corporate feed yards, basically get a special deal from the multinational meat packers and think you can make in that world, then by all means, sit back, let this thing happen, but don't complain to us when the bank forecloses on you are you ready for the yeah but i wouldn't be here tigger if it wasn't for the yeah buts so you got me my man so here's, absolutely here's where i go and i so say give it give it to yeah me. but there is people that say we can agree to a degree on the cattle price and transparency act and they say but are we creating a bigger problem down the road for a short-term fix a bigger problem than what we have right now in exodus of cow-cow producers, cattle feeders, and the like. Hey, don't Red shoot the messenger. The <laughs> oh, my goodness. Give, give me that microphone. Let me get that microphone adjusted. And did you take the temperature of the person that made the statement? <laughs> right? My gosh. Uh, short-term, we have, we have had a long-term systematic cancer of the cattle industry for this cap supply. We knew it was coming. Some of the folks that originated these cattle contracts said, beware of what you wish for. So anyone that's saying beware of what this might happen, where were they 20 years ago when we started seeing a dwindling cash trade? So with all due respect, whatever came out of that, they need to get out of the sun or get their temperature checked because this is not a short-term strategy for some for some short-term problems. We're addressing a long-term, systematic, problematic function, dysfunction of this cattle industry that we can put some simple common sense principles. This we're just going back to 
where we were at with some minor cash trade provisions placed in there. We're just putting a floor in this. We're saving ourselves from ourselves. So does this have, and I hate to use the S word because with the sustainability, but does the Cattle Price and Transparency Act, and you know I got to push on you, does this have the sustainability going forward in the future? Does this have the long-term fix that we need? If you don't have it, what are we going to do? A simple floor, cash trade. You know the value of the cattle. You know what they're going to get at the end of the line. You know what the consumer's at. You know what the retailer's at. You know at the end of the day that cash is king. So why not set a simple minimum that allows for competition and true price discovery? And I think that the, the key word you say there, Jess, is minimum. Not all, but minimum. It's just that there Absolutely. needs to be a little bit here, folks. It's just... A little bit. That's why you're using the word minimum is that there needs to be a stop. We need to get off the train. 100%. Tigger, it's rare that I just pause and say you nailed it. But Tigger, (laughs) 100%. I'm going to just pause and you're going to say testing, one, two, three. Are you there, Peterson? I'm going to say there's a long pause. There's never been an awkward pause between you and I. And here it is. Never, never in life. So I got to come back. My big hat is grinning and head is nodding. And I'm saying, yeah, buddy. And that's part one with Jess Peterson with the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Coming up after the break, we have part two as we dive into the future and what that could look like, both good and bad. The Ranch It Up Radio Show will be right back. Mmm, cowboys. You got it. I'm pro rodeo announcer Jeff Tigger Earhart. Join me September 9th through the 11th at the Quentin Burdick Sports Arena in Devils Lake, North Dakota for the Devils Lake Shootout Rodeo. Can't make the action? No problem. Watch live on DarnTV.com. Brought to us in part by the Devils Lake Rodeo Club, the North Dakota Rodeo Association, and the Minnesota Rodeo Association. September 9th through the 11th in Devils Lake, North Dakota. Neogen. They're the partner you maybe didn't consider or never knew you needed for your outfit. We are very deep with providing genomic testing to all facets of production. We are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety. Again, all along the chain, and we can add value there. So if you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to Neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Neogen. They're the partner you know you need and now you have. LivestockMarket.com has been a great partner of ours, has had great success selling cows, bulls, bred heifers, open heifers, cow-calf pairs, stockers, feeders, horses, pigs, goats, sheep, other livestock, club calves, show sheep, show pigs, hay, and straw. LivestockMarket.com. Hey, it's Mark Fanzi with LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, and AuctionTime.com. Give us a call, 844-775-4762, or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. Thanks, guys. Keep nutrition simple. You can count on Westway Feed products. WestwayFeed.com. Gelvian Balancer. Smart, reliable, profitable. The continental breed of choice. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. So I need to come back to this word urgency uh, that you had mentioned. And this is a tough question. This is a not a 30,000-foot view. This is maybe a 100,000-foot view because uh, there has been more urgency now than ever. So if you look back, and in your opinion, Jess, if, you, if we say, look, if we don't get this done, here's what could potentially happen in 
360 days from now. Can you can you look at that and say, here's what we're seeing could potentially happen because there is so darn much urgency. We've seen it now more than ever. Maybe that could be because of the degree of getting information is that much quicker and faster. Maybe not. I don't know. But we are in a state of we got to do something. I think if we can all agree on that, that we've got to do something. And uh, so if, in your opinion, if we sit back and do nothing, what could we look like in the next, I'm going to say, 360 days or 18 no. months? It's deferred maintenance. It's that it's that fence line you just put off one more year. Just can I right. just can I just stretch a few more wires? I'll put a little new stretch over there, maybe a few more steel posts, and just hope like goodness uh, the, the, that I just that I just don't get into the neighbor's place or vice versa. Right. And I can use it's my great grazing pasture. It's my late season grazing. I save that grass. That pasture is immaculate, but I don't want to fence it. Deferred maintenance. That's what we're looking at here, folks. You're going to have to fix the fence. And if you don't fix the fence, you're going to wreck one of your prime pastures. Yeah. No better way to say it. Uh, you have everyone informed. You've got Democrats and Republicans alike that know there will be an election. There'll be a change in election. There'll be a change like everything after an election of ideas, concepts. I've looked, people have looked at me like I needed my temperature check when I said, hey, we were working with folks in the Trump administration on this. It carried through the Biden administration. We're working with high-level Democrats and Republicans. And so I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, people, every town hall I go to is, wow, we wish there was bipartisanship and people working together. We're meeting with the authors of this bill on a regular basis, Republicans and Democrats, sitting down and saying, this is a grassroots solution. Again, I didn't come up with this. I wish I did. I actually told folks it couldn't happen because they could never get this grassroots behind it. I was gladly proven wrong in February of 2020 when folks from Iowa Montana, the Dakotas, the West, North, South, East, the whole nine yards came together and said, Jess, we're going to do this. I said, okay, if you did it, here's what it would need to look like, exactly what we have here today, which is a large grassroots momentum, senators and Republicans that we've spent, we've had hearings, we've had all the above. Now, we once that came into fruition from the grassroots, U.S. Calibans, and that's where I work day and night with Leah and Kelly and the crew and Mary Jo, mm -hmm. day and night to move this thing forward. If you don't do it now, that, that fence line's going to blow out, you're going to lose your pass, you're going to lose the, the chance that you've got an actual opportunity to have better competition, price discovery, off the special counsel, so you throw out all these, oh, we have a two-year ongoing investigation from the, from the um, uh, Department of Justice. That ain't going to happen. You're still waiting on the results from the Holcomb fire, for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Really? We've had a pandemic since then. We're still waiting for that. So you need an office of special counsel defined towards livestock that goes before a Senate Ag Committee oversight. That's in this bill. You need a simple floor, and you need a contract library. And at the end of the day, that's just going out there taking care of the deferred maintenance, whether it's that pond or well or that fence line out there to make sure your pasture is in perfect working order and condition. And then you look out there and you grin with glee as those cows and those cows are doing great because you got the work done. If you don't do that, then just know that rusty old barbed wire is going to snap and you're going to have chaos in your hand. That's the next 365 days if we don't get this thing done. So my last question is this, and uh, some people say, uh, Jess, we need to look broader. We need to look at much, much, much bigger issues. 
Can you, or, or I would say, would you respond to that and say, yes, I agree. We need to look at these big issues, but if we can't fix something down here at the 5,000-foot level, at the 500-foot level, at the 5-foot level, we're not going to be around to even deal with these bigger issues. Well, I mean, I think we can I think we can go fix the cinch on our saddle and still go do fix and fence at the same time, right? I mean, we can do two things at one time. So you can you can think global and act local all day long. If you don't get these basic principles put into place, and then on the flip side, I'm not too sure with our larger grander vision where increased packing capacity, great. Montana doubled theirs in the last year. Okay, Um, we're seeing an increase of packer capacity. Uh, We're seeing uh, a a strong trade. We're seeing a strong consumer demand. We're beating back fake meats. I mean, my gosh, you got to be printing money like some of these bajillionaires to keep losing it on alternative proteins. That's true. They're going down the drain and we're going to keep them going there. Why? Because we inform the consumer. It's, it's the equivalent of dog food, what they're putting on that. And we made sure they labeled it. And so now you're seeing the U.S. cattlemen's led the charge of petition that forced definitions vis-a-vis FDA and USDA to place that on those labels. And it made a big difference. U.S. cattlemen's led the charge on that. We say a consumer operates best off of active and informed information. That's the same as the cattle market. Those, those, it, it operates in an active and informed uh, market participant, whether you're bidding on cattle, trading cattle, raising cattle. And so for, for these larger picture items, again, we can fix the cinch on our saddle and go out and fix some fence at the same time. U.S. Cattlemen's proved that. We beat back alternative proteins. Everyone was in line with that. Uh, and we're going to keep beating it back. And we're going to work extremely hard on global trade and increasing meat packing capacity. Those are big picture items but by gosh we're going to fix some fence on this cattle market we all work for tigger we all operate under the shadow of the big grin tigger <laughs> and no one lights up them radio waves like the one the only and it is always a privilege to be here but no i say to everyone out there look we've had fire we've had floods we've had drought Stay in it. Stay in it has been the theme for 2022. Stay in it. I, I don't care. I'll tell the bankers, keep lending. Uh, we've got programs coming out in Farmville. I just helped out on a on a uh, flood tour last week. I uh, literally told the bankers, look, hold on. We're working with Farm Service Agency. We're working with Natural Resource Conservation Division or services, both, both divisions of the Department of Agriculture, to ensure, to ensure that these folks that have been affected by, we're still getting an increased livestock indemnity rates uh, for folks that lost calves and blizzards, uh, helping out with rebuilding post-flood. Uh, and and, and uh, dare I say, we've, we've still got some, some fire issues that we're following up on. Uh, folks, stay in it. You, you, you're feeding the nation. You're driving the economy. You're feeding a, a, a global population. And, and you've got incredible cattle. Stay in it. Do whatever you can to make it work. U.S. Cattlemen's is working on these on these markets. Uh, we've got a farm bill coming up. We've got opportunities to work on all of this. We're also working on that cattle contract. We've got the Commodity Futures Trading Commission chairman doing an interaction uh, in, in the West with, with cattle producers and cattle feeders. A lot to be optimistic on. But I know these ups and downs, these swings in the markets and weather, they can take a beating, but friends, you got an ally in the U.S. Cattlemen's. Stay in it. We got your back. We're going to make it through. Jess Peterson with the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Always good to visit. To learn a bit more, head to uscattlemen.org. And a reminder, their annual meeting is slated for December 8th through the 10th in Nashville, Tennessee. Registration is open as we speak. Just head to their website, uscattlemen.org. Now, this has been 
literally an amazing three-part series. There are a few common themes between all of our guests and their respective organizations. Number one, the cattle business is looking positive. Number two, they all say changes need to be made. Number three, they all say get involved and stay involved. Let your voice be heard. Call your senators and call and contact your congressmen and congresswomen. And if you have specific questions for any of our guests, I encourage you to reach out to them directly. And we here at Ranch It Up are also available at all times to help facilitate those conversations back and forth and to help answer any questions that you may have. Thank you again to everyone that was involved. An amazing journey, and I was so glad to be part of it. Now, Kirk has got the numbers when we come back. We're not going to make this one fancy. No clever puns or playing words or sound effects. This one is just pure facts. It's close to weaning time if you haven't already, so did the genetics you used work like you thought they would? Make the decision today with the continental breed of choice. Make crossbreeding easy. Performance, profitability, productivity, Gelvy and Balancer. Now you have the options. Smart, reliable, profitable. The continental breed of choice. Abrahamson Rodeo Company. Over 35 years of experience producing rodeos, bull rambas, bulls, and bronx, timed event jackpots, everything western and rodeo. Want a full-service rodeo entertainment production enterprise? Abrahamson Rodeo Company. Head to abrahamsonrodeo.com and Abrahamson Rodeo Company on Facebook. Abrahamson Rodeo Company. We are a Westway Feed family of nearly 300 people working together to deliver over 2 million tons of product to our customers annually. We are Westway. Uh, together as a team, we're working together to do great things to feed the people of this country. At Westway, yes, it's about our feed, but it starts with passion. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for staying with us. Hope that you are enjoying these part one, part two, and part three as we visit with the USCA and CBA and RCAF USA, of course, today with Jess Peterson in the USCA. Now, moving on to the numbers, and we can't have an episode if I don't have my buddy Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Kirk, I know you're busy, so I'm just going to pass the mic, and I'm going to say, all right, go through the numbers. As of Friday, August 12th, September feeder futures, and the listeners will notice that we switched from August to September. Mm -hmm. Anyway, September feeder futures closed 183.25. That's down 52.5 cents with the CME feeder index at 178.28, up $2.85. So definitely a nice, strong cash rally, leaving our basis negative $1.34.5 against August feeder futures. October live closed 144.62 and a half, up 55 and a half, with cash in the south at 140 and 145 to 149 in the north, leaving the five area weighted average at 144.34, up $3.82. So again, strong cash this week, and that sets our basis at a positive $4.11 and a half cents, with the weekly slaughter at 647,000. That's down 4,000 from last week and up 11,000 over last year. Choice boxes printed Friday at 263.37. Another week of lower boxes down a dollar and a quarter. 
wrapped us up. December corn closed the week at 639.5, up 30.5 cents with a bullish WASDE report. Uh, they decreased the yields to 175.4 bushels per acre versus the expectations of 179.5 bushel an acre. And we mention all the time that you can get the free newsletter by texting the word cattle to 33777. And I'm going to keep pushing and saying, now more than ever, if you are trying to figure out, is this market compatible to what you may need, start out by getting the newsletter. Then, Kirk, I know you encourage, hey, give you a call and you are more than happy to visit. Absolutely. And if you can't get me on the phone, shoot me an email. Hey, gang, Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com. Thank you to everybody who got on and bid on or bought sheep on this past week's online auction. That sale was quite the deal. You can get on the website now and view all those results. The next big thing on our schedule is going to be our September 7th all-class online cattle auction. Now, there's still time to get cattle listed on that sale if you're mind to. We've had really great luck lately on stock cows, even out of the drought area. We've been averaging $1,300 on cows coming out of Texas, uh, and we're getting them sold for about 14 bucks a head. As a sale fee on that. If you're at a point where you're ready to market your fall calves, I'd look at hard at putting them on this sale. Remember, you can sell feeders and stockers on our online auction for a dollar a head. Um, all lot sizes are welcome, so you don't have to do a pot load if you don't have a pot load. You can schedule them for immediate delivery, or you can set a delivery date out in the future. If you get more questions on it, you've never sold cattle on an online auction before, you want to know more about it and how it works, give us a call, 844 844- Seven seven five four seven six two. You can visit with one of our cattle marketing reps, or you can just ask for me, Mark Banzi. I'd be happy to visit with you too. Thanks, guys. And that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thank you from our crew to yours, Jess Peterson with the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. A big thank you to our partners, the American Gelvy Association. Abrahamson Rodeo Company, The Devil's Lake Shootout Rodeo, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text me 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.